God put something in my heart this morning. I don't know who it is for, but I believe if he has put it in my heart, it is for somebody. And I'm just going to be charging us on invoking and enjoying. So invoking and enjoying the commitment of God to your spiritual father. Invoking and enjoying the commitment of God to your spiritual father. Brother Joshua said something when he was leading the prayer. He said that God will make clear to each and every one of us. He said that God will make clear the part that each one of us has got to play in this walk. All of us, we have the understanding that we have come to, in a way, pioneer a walk for God on this land. With the faith of God in our hearts, we know that we are breaking through. Grounds we shift in the spirits. We will make the impact of God on this land. We will exert the influence of the kingdom on this land. We will give profits and fruits unto the Lord our God. God will take her out and take off every inner inhibitions. And we will see the purpose and the plan of God fulfilled with us, through us, on us, in us, for us, with us, in the name of Jesus. It's about followership. And each and every one of us in this church this morning, God is calling us to authentic followership, authentic membership. All of us, maybe majority of us, are familiar with a servant of God who is a, a teacher in the body of Christ in Nigeria who God gave that revelation to, and he has been teaching it for years. That one of the apostolic foundations, one of the things that will make any genuine child of God to prosper as a Christian in life, in faith, in destiny, is authentic church membership. And that God does not give you a seat in church. He carves a place for you in the heart of the pastor. So it's, it's a challenge to every one of us this morning to check your heart, to check your motives, to check your intentions, including myself. To check 
your pursuit, to check your goal, to check your focus as a member of this church. Please, can we open to 2 Kings chapter 2? And we are going to see fathers and father and father mentioned in the scripture this morning. 2 Kings chapter 2, I'm going to be reading from verse 1 from the KJV. And the scripture says, And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah unto heaven by whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And on and on like that, it goes on. I'm jumping to verse 8. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided thither and thither. So that they went, so they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they, they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by one wind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own cloth and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah and that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted thither and thither, and Elisha went over. Invoking and enjoying the commitment of God to your spiritual father. And I think the first question each one of us is to ask is, who is my spiritual father? You answer that question in your heart. It is possible to be in the church and not be a son in the church. But we would, if you see the Lord God of heaven, he relates with us as father and, in father and children mode. And when God has called his servant, if he has established his servant and he brings men, he brings women, he brings us one, two, three together, God expects us 
to partake of the flow of the commitments that God has given to the Father that God has set in the house. You know, this place is giving us a typical example of who a true son is, of how to invoke and enjoy the commitment of God to our spiritual father. We might be in a civilized country now, in the civilized world, but we know that God can never be improved upon. He does not change. He rules by his words. He rules by his principles. Humans, science, philosophy is just catching up with God. There is that attitude in our hearts that with which God wants us to serve, with which God wants us to walk, and that is the attitude of a child, a son, in the business of his father. Our heavenly father is there, generally for everybody. But God has given spiritual father, destiny father, to people in his body. The Bible says, in the body of Christ we are many. And as many as we are, God has established each local church. The local church, each member of each local church we know, must carry the spirit of the father of the house to do what portion of the assignment God has given you in the old assignment and to run your life. If we go to Romans chapter 9, we will see the benefit. The scripture make mention of something. Can we go to Romans chapter 9? Romans chapter 9. I'm going to be reading from verse 1. So that we will know the benefit of fathers. The scripture tells us in Proverbs that, you know, grandchildren, like the joy of a father, and children, you know, the, the, the glory of the children are their father. So our spiritual father is supposed to be what you glory about, who you glory about, who you are proud of, who you can show, who you can walk in his spirit. The, the commitment of God is there. If you want an easy life, you want what we can call a fast route, you know, to live your life is when you commit to invoke and to enjoy the commitment of God to your father. But if you want to do it your own way, you know, you are going to get your own results. The ultimate that our natural fathers can give to us is the level and the influence, the impact they have in life. The scripture says Adam was a living soul. Adam, the first father in the flesh of all human race, died in the transgression. But the scripture says the second Adam is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a life-giving spirit. And as limitless as Jesus is, so also his servant, his vessels, the, the apostles, the prophets, the 
pastors, the teachers, the evangelists that he has set in the body, that he has set in the church. In the anointing, they are limitless. And that is what God is calling us to, you know, to hold on to, to activate. If you relate with your father, Pastor Israel will be doing himself a disservice. If he wants to relate with daddy as he's just my biological father, there is the benefit that he has in our father in this commission being his biological father. But the greatest benefit he has is in the anointing, in the calling, in the commitment of God that God has put on on our father. Even if you are not a biological father of your spiritual father, the same blessing, the same entrance that his biological children has is the same entrance God has given to every spiritual child that God has given him, that God will give to him. And it depends on how much each and every one of us will walk that anointing. We walk that relationship. We see prophet Elisha here. The last miracle of his spiritual father was his own first miracle. You notice that prophet Elijah got to Jordan River that's, that always overflow its bank. You know, he struck with his mantle without saying a word. And the river parted. That is in the Old Testament. When Elisha, I'm very sure he was not still confident of, of himself. Don't forget, he was like, he was one of the sons of the prophet. But he was the errand boy for the servant of God. So when he said, Give me the double portion of your anointing. You will see a focused man. Something he has thought out. Something he was gunning for. When Elijah asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Elijah himself said, you have asked for a hard thing. It may be hard, but it is not impossible. You will see that it was not, he, he, he wasn't just thinking about it. It was something he had thought out. He already knew what he wants. So what do you want? Following your spiritual father. What do you want? Being in this church. There are children who what they want to do is they just use up the anointing, if it is possible, on the spiritual father God has given to them. But Apostle Paul says something of Timothy. He said, like a son servant, you have served with me in the gospel. And that is the ultimate that God wants for every one of us. That we are going to serve with our father like a son. Like a true son will not see anything of his father wasting. Like a true son will rise up to plug holes. Like a true son will rise up to do whatever it takes for whatever his father is doing to prosper, to be fruitful, to be profitable. 
that is the way God wants each and every one of us to serve. The scripture says in Romans chapter 9, I say the truth of Christ, I lie not. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness. Verse 4. I just want us to read that background. That I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were caused from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Listen, this is where we are going. Who are Israelites to whom pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh? Christ came. Who is over all? God blessed forever. Amen. The covenants, the Father. What are you seeking to gain from the Father? That is the covenants of God. If you go to Psalm 89, God covenanted with David. He said, I have found David my servant, with whom, uh, with my holy oil I have anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established. On and on, God said, even if his children, if they go against my law, I am not going to cast them off. I am going to chastise them. The covenant. There is something called the covenant of God to his anointed. And it is a quick way to get your life or to get your life on board of prosperity. If we can walk it, if we can invoke it, if you read Genesis chapter 31, you will begin to see father, father, Jacob was mentioning father, Rachel and Leah were mentioning their father, their father in the flesh. And Jacob, Jacob came to the realization, the God of my father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There is something with the fathers. And let me encourage those of you that you are married men, work with God in such a way that your life, your work with God can bless your wife, can bless your children, can bless your generation. God said concerning Phineas, he told Moses, tell him, I established because he was zealous for my sake. I give him my covenant of peace, which shall be unto his seed forever. Surely, God said, it's a covenant I am not going to take away. God loves us the same, but we don't enjoy God the same. There are many frustrations in the heart of many children of God because we are not walking the principles of the word of God. There is a principle, there is a walking of the commitment of God, you know, Something came to my spirit this morning. That as much as we are asking, God, we want men for you. God, we want this ministry to grow. Don't forget it is God that described the extent of the success. It's God that described our success. It isn't that you may have one million people. If God has assigned you just 500,000 people, that is what he's going to ask you for. That is what he's expecting us to do. Your father may be a rugged evangelist. Like we have in this ministry, we know our spiritual father is a rugged evangelist. And we have got to put up with everything that comes with being the children of an evangelist. 
An evangelist is never going to manifest as a prof, as a prophet. A, 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 a primary is an apostolic evangelist, but is a prophet. You will know it, but the, the he's not going to be like a teacher. He is not a teacher. A spiritual father is not a teacher. So you are not expecting an apostolic teaching grace. We are what God work in in him with him through is an apostolic evangelistic anointing and call. We are seeing Reverend Billy Graham in his lifetime. He was an evangelist, an apostolic evangelist. You will never see in uh, Reverend uh, Billy Graham's meeting. So uh, is sick being healed and one hand growing out. But listen to the message of that man of God over and over, and you can't just resist God. Once he said, Go and let's go and watch his crusade, his meetings. You will see men trooping to the front to give their heart to Jesus. There is this servant of God, he dances alone. When he dances, you know, when he dances, people give their heart to Jesus. So God wants each and every one of us to activate that anointing, the commitment of God to his servant. Look at Jacob. If you read Genesis chapter 31, he left Israel, went to Laban. What happened, happened about 20 years. He was almost being left with nothing. And God came to him. He said, rise up. I am the God of Bethel. Go back to your father. Go back to the land of your father. Himself, God went to Laban and said, don't speak either evil or bad to Jacob. Laban himself said, he said, I have it in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father, there is something called the God of your father in spiritual relationship in life that can cut your journey short, that can make it fast for you. We are in an economy, typically, if you want to do it by your own means, by your own way, it's going to be a long thing. But there is the God of our Father that can open your eyes, that can work things together, that can open up opportunity, that can fix you up. That God expects us and is admonishing us, you know, to activate his commitment. There is the commitment of God to our spiritual Father. He will not forget. There is a voice God is going to hear in the days of your trouble. There is a voice God cannot say no to in the day when you cannot pray. There is a man God has assigned that God is never going to say no to in the day when every other servant of God pray for you that God is not going to budge. But there is a man that is going that can remove his hand from whatever food he is eating and he can say, my father. Oh God. And God begin to say, by my name, I have sworn unto you. God wants us to walk that anointing. And as we walk it, we will see God come through to us in a mighty, in a great, in a surprising way. How do we activate? How do we activate? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3 tells us, children, can we go there? Ephesians chapter 6, 
verse 1 to 3, the scripture tells us, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Honor. Honor. Obedience. Honor. Obedience. Honor. Even when it is not, the instruction is not getting down well with you. Honor. Obedience. The scripture says, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. A wise son makes a glad father. A wise son makes a glad father. And finally, before I leave this morning, can everybody please open to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. It goes the same with our biological parents. It goes the same with whoever stood in the place of a father for you. It might be in your profession. It might be anywhere. God expects us to honor fathers in our life. The heavenly father ultimately, our biological father, but ahead and above our biological father. This is not hero worship. This is the principle of God. Above our biological father, God expects us to obey and honor, esteem I, our spiritual father, so that we can enjoy the commitment of God to that call, to that anointing. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. If you get there before me, you can help me to read, please. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 20. Whoso cursed his father mm-hmm, or his mother his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Can we bow down our head this morning and respond to God? Whoso cursed his father and his mother his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. <laughs> if you've got the lamp, if the darkness is too thick, you will be struggling. If you are now in obscure darkness and your lamp is put out, what do you do? Can we respond to the Lord? Sometimes in my heart I say, God, this one that I felt, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I feel, okay, well, I'm taking it. Though I, I don't like this. God, speak to the Lord this morning. Have you been, have you been doing a plastic following? Have you been doing, I have what to do in my mind. I'm going to do my own way. Have you been arguing? I, I, have you just... You know, sometimes we, we, have you been obedient and not even willing? You know, it is, God knows how to catch up with each and every one of us. He knows the right situation. Is, he puts us to, to work out his will, his plan and purpose in our lives. And as long as you keep failing the test of God, you keep repeating. It doesn't take God anything. But we are talking about that dimension of the workings of God in Zion this morning. Invoking with honor, with obedience, invoking the commitment of God 
to your spiritual father that is shared with us. Someone who we had to pray for and God said he, she will not obey you when she was alive. Hmm. I am a living witness that God is faithful to his servant. He has a commitment to them. Pastor Ie Adeboye of the, the general overseer of the redeemed Christian church today as somebody pursuing PhD lecturer God put him in a church where he had to interpret for a servant of God that was not educated, that would preach in Yoruba and he was there. Look at him today. If you don't know the history of that ministry, you would think he is the founder. He is not the founder. But look at what God has made of him today. And that is the commitment of God to a spiritual father. You may not like his mannerism. You may not like his method. You may not like some of the, his personality. But if God had yoked you with him, if Elisha had complained, that what kind of a prophet is even this prophet Elijah that will be calling down fire? What kind of a prophet will be, will be putting on wine skin? He will have missed it. You are not raising against anybody. You are raising against the destiny of God for your life. Speak to the Lord. Father, Everywhere, everywhere I have commonized your anointing, your calling upon my father. Everywhere I've done my own thing, every time I've obeyed and not willing, I am very sorry. Every time I've confronted, every time I've been unwilling, every time I've had questions. It's good to have questions, but every time, everywhere I've done my own thing, I am very sorry. Lord, I come this morning. I yield to you, yield to you, yield to you. Lord, I receive grace to walk in wisdom, to walk in, to walk in honor and reference for my spiritual father. You tell God your own spiritual father. Lord, I receive grace to walk circumspectly, to walk in understanding with this anointing, with this call. To follow your lady, even when I don't like it, there'll be time you don't like it. There are things the Holy Spirit even tells you to do you don't like. God expects us to do and obey. Uh -uh. Abraham would never have loved that God said, Go and sacrifice Isaac. But because he knew it was the law, Lord, I submit, I will obey, I will follow, so that I will enjoy your commitment to, your, to the Father you have given me in destiny. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship and we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.